0: You're listening to Her Life Unfolds. I'm your host, Glennis Clarice. For those of you who are new to the podcast, here is where we celebrate the journey of women who are working to create not only the life of their dreams, but the life that they deserve. This is a platform where we will have some hard, yet very honest conversations that will allow us to take a deeper look into how we as women navigate being a woman in today's world. Whether you're seeking motivation to pursue your dreams, looking for practical advice on personal development, or simply enjoy hearing stories of incredible women, Her Life Unfolds is the podcast for you. So welcome to this journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. In this episode of the podcast i have a special guest therapist bianca williams and we talked about the power of vulnerability and it was a conversation that left me empowered and even more courageous in allowing myself to be seen and heard not only as a woman but as a woman of color my hope is for you to find some gems within this conversation that resonates with you and help you to unlock a new level of power through being vulnerable. So grab your journal, your favorite pen, and let's get into it. I want to kick off our discussion today with you defining vulnerability and its significance in women's life.
1: Yeah. So um, vulnerability in a one word answer is basically the unknown, right? Like I don't really know what's going to happen following this. And so Mm -hmm. um, in essence, it's really you being able to uh, (laughs) tap into a part of yourself, your emotional space, um, your feelings that is a little bit more usually cut off. And what I mean when I say about the unknown, it's like you don't usually tap into that space because you're not sure what kind of response you're going to get, you know, right. or the outcome of that, you know, just revealing mm-hmm. that, that space. Um, however, being vulnerable allows you to be a lot more authentic with yourself. It allows you to um, be able to express your fears, your thoughts, right? It allows you to open mm-hmm. up in a way that um, can align a lot of who you are, right? And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, for women, vulnerability is really important because it allows us to form a connection with not only ourselves, but deepen relationships with others, um, work on our own self-acceptance, right? being, able to, um, being able to accept those parts of ourselves that's not always easy to deal with, and just mm-hmm. allow space for personal growth.
0: Vulnerability requires courage, a lot mm-hmm. of courage, to just not even face yourself and be who you truly are, but to allow yourself to be seen by other people. So yeah, I I get that. So what are some common misconceptions about vulnerability, especially when it comes to women?
1: Well, I think it's like um, what you said It's it's this idea that um, just to kind of go with what you said on the opposite end of that, there's this idea that vulnerability is is associated with weakness. Right. It's associated with um, something you don't want anybody to know or see about you. And so um, it can feel like a threat or like you're opening yourself up for criticism. Right. You're detaching in some way from who you identify yourself as being. And in reality, like you just mentioned, vulnerability is actually a sense of courage. Right. It's coming from this place of strength because to be able to go into that kind of space is risky. You don't know what you're going to get from it. And um, when you think about vulnerability, it doesn't just, it doesn't, you know, it's not just about um, talking about your emotions, talking about your emotions. You see, like I do work with a lot of people in the space of inner child healing, shadow work, that kind of thing. And vulnerability is a key part of that because you're facing a part of yourself that like i said it's usually that part you don't want to acknowledge that part you don't want to deal with anymore i think when you think about um vulnerability it it kind of brings up injustices right um it kind of brings up what is it that i'm thinking about it's like this this word um it brings up these these it it takes you to this place of disadvantage and a lot of times people don't feel comfortable with that You know, Mm -hmm. people would rather um, shut off that part of themselves. And I think it's like a form of protection. I don't think it's even always intentional. If I want to identify as a person of strength, if I want to identify as a person that is positive, if I want to identify as a person that is um, moving forward, then it's hard to accept doing that and acknowledging this space that's less Mm -hmm. all about that. Um, However, what ends up happening is you May think you're okay in this space because you are, you know, very tunnel vision on those things, and those vulnerable parts of you are still kind of showing up. They're they're Mm -hmm. having their little spotlight moments. Um, Certain situations are happening and bringing up certain feelings because they're not um, they're not invisible. You can't just shut it off. It's just more about um, being able to embrace that part of yourself so that you can be able to kind of bring it in to hey, you know some of these feelings, some of these thoughts, some of these spaces that I enter sometimes are not just about positivity or not just about great. And then that put that that's valid and valuable because that makes you human, right? That makes you uh, relatable. That makes you connected to other people when you can, um, honor yourself in a range of, Hey, this, there's some good, there's some amazing, but there are sometimes some struggles. There are sometimes some, I'm not as confident, right? And so vulnerability is such a natural part of who we are, but also allows us to tap into um, almost like our secret sauce in a way of being able to have breakthroughs.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that secret sauce. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so it's part of being like confident, tapping into that confidence that you know you have within you. You just Mm -hmm. have to step into it and get over that fear of you know, being judged or caring what other people think about you when you put yourself out there to be seen. So, yeah. So how can embracing vulnerability help us as women overcome societal pressures and expectations?
1: Um, Well, you know, first of all, it allows you to be a lot more authentic with yourself. Um, It allows you to be more free in expressing your thoughts and your feelings a lot more openly, you know, instead of feeling like I got to hide behind my thoughts, I got to hide behind my feelings or I got to tuck those away. Nobody's gonna um, really give me that space to um, to embrace those things, those parts of myself. It allows you to be a lot more genuine. Um, it allows you to be a lot more supportive, right? As I get older, I can tell sometimes when somebody is holding back. And a lot of times that, that little area that they're holding back, I don't know what it is, you know, but that's mm-hmm. that's usually that like vulnerable space that they're in, they're not sure. And so I just wanna kinda maybe just conform, right? In those moments. And so um, I think that being vulnerable allows you to define, right? You get to change the rules for yourself. You get to define your success. You get to define your happiness. And it doesn't have to equal, right? What other people's equal, it doesn't have to equal what just society says, or all of these different rules say. And so it's essentially unlocking.
0: Unlocking, yeah. So what strategies or exercises would you recommend for us to become more comfortable with um, in relation to vulnerability?
1: Yes, um, I would definitely say tapping into um, practicing things that allow you to be more self-aware. doing reflective processing, um, doing some self-discovery. And the reason why is because it really can shine that light for you on your emotions, on your thoughts, on your fears. Again, for a lot of us, we actually shut it off so much as again, that protective measure that we don't always know what we're fearing. We just make get like um, warning signs or symptoms of things, but we're not really sure what that is about. And so when you go into a space of self-awareness and reflection, you're intentionally looking for, like, how am I showing up? What is going on in there? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and it allows you to, you know, engage in Mm self-compassion. Right. Self-acceptance. It allows you to um, acknowledge those pieces of vulnerability, not as a weakness, but as a strength. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It allows you to practice open communication and start to build trusting relationships and setting boundaries because um, one part of actually doing vulnerability is doing it, right? Like you have to mm-hmm. talk, you have to connect with others. It's not a completely internal process. Um, and so in order to do that, you want to feel safe in doing that. But otherwise you may be on a borderline of, um, what what is it, I want to say, I think it's Saturday that's got me blanking out like this, but
0: <laughs> you know. I know you worked um, all week, so.
1: <laughs> right? I'm like, dang it. It's like, it's, it be, it'll be on the top of my and it the league. But on the borderline of where you are emotionally dumping or you are um, oversharing or that kind of thing, which is not necessarily the same as being vulnerable because vulnerability is like a permissive shared experience. Whereas oversharing or emotional dumping, mm-hmm where you' you're, you're sharing some you know parts of yourself that's not easy to share, but it may not be um, permissive right in the sense of you you're just kind of telling somebody something they don't really have any room to invite anything into that and then they like, you know kind of don't know what to say and and you just kind of just poured it out on them and then you move on and so um, I just think being really intentional about taking that time for yourself, vulnerability starts with yourself and then builds to others and so doing things that can help self-awareness can include journaling you know um can imp- include really looking at certain experiences that you have um, had in your life especially as you're moving through the days and thinking about you know how did that make you feel why did it make you feel that way um what did maybe you want to do but you didn't do right um what do you think you can do um because I guess, you know, for those who may not be as aware of what I mean when I talk about vulnerability, those are the situations in which you're doing things like apologizing, right? Like you you feel like you've done something wrong and you want to go ahead and take that responsibility and, that, and be accountable for that. And so you put yourself out there and apologize. You don't know how they're going to react. And you can't control that, but you do it anyway. That's being vulnerable or asking for help. You don't know if the person is even going to help you. Sometimes people disappoint you, but you, 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 you're putting yourself out there. You're asking for that advice. You're allowing yourself to connect with somebody from the space of, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to share this experience with you telling your story, right? Like all of these are forms of vulnerable actions that um, a lot of people, believe it or not, are really afraid to do. A lot of people are afraid to ask for help. A lot of people are mm-hmm. afraid to admit things, you know? And so um, it's a it's a powerful, it's a powerful journey.
0: It is. That's one thing that I have a, a, uh, an issue with is asking for help. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to move past that because I think, okay, well, I can do it on my own. Like I can just do it. But in essence, I really do need help sometimes. You know, yeah. and it's just like breaking myself down or being vulnerable enough to say, Okay, hey, I need some help with this or whatever. So, I'm working yeah. on that. <laughs> I'm working, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> okay, so what role does self compassion and you mentioned self compassion earlier play in mm-hmm. the journey towards embracing vulnerability for women?
1: I mean, self compassion is huge because I mentioned earlier that. The protective thing that we do is we can't ignore a vulnerability or we ignore the feelings that um, cause us or the situations that cause us to feel vulnerable. So if there are certain things that we're experiencing as disadvantages for us, right? That's a reality. That's a harsh reality. That's what I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> Sometimes these harsh realities that are um, our world, right? We don't, we don't want that to be our everyday, every minute, every hour thought which kind of sends us into these places of vulnerability. And so we kind of shut off, We like, I want to focus on the other stuff that makes me feel happy and it makes me feel at peace. And um, as a result, you are disconnecting from a part of yourself. When you're choosing to say, I'm gonna shut off that part, that emotion, you're choosing to disconnect from a part of yourself, which could lead to things like self-loathing. And so self-compassion is extremely important because it allows you to be kind to yourself, right? Um, It allows you to develop an understanding of yourself in a deeper way. It allows you to acknowledge that, hey, I'm having a difficult moment or I'm making mistakes and it's gonna be okay. It allows you to forgive yourself. Right. Um, I think a lot of that, that pushing the past back or pushing the negative feelings back or the experiences back um, comes from this place of self-criticism. Right. And so um, I know like one thing that I I hear so common being in the mental health field and knowing so many different professionals that do this work is, you know, um, don't let your trauma define you or, you know, these kind of things. And I agree in a sense of like, you know, you want to be able to use your experiences to form your, like your wisdom, right? Like, what did you learn from that? How did you grow up that? However, it is kind of like a yes and no for me, right? Like I don't let my trauma define me necessarily, but my trauma has shaped how i move moved through different right. situations. It has motivated me to be able to do some of the things that had I not been through that, it would have never you know, allowed me to get to these places. And so um, I think that when you can face that part of yourself and you can deal with and, and accept those parts of yourself, then you can get past that self-criticism and you can embrace it and see yourself as a whole person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing, getting past how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And that takes probably a deeper deeper work also to just kind of accept yourself for who you are, love yourself for who you are and allow other people to do the same and being vulnerable enough to allow that to happen, yeah. Okay, so in what ways can vulnerability empower women to live more authentically and to their fullest potential?
1: Oh, I like that question. Well, I think, you know, um, it kinda goes back to when we talked about the taking steps towards self-discovery and self-awareness. It allows you to remove and break free from the constraints. Um, If you have kind of operating in this place of, um, I am fighting against that that feeling or those experiences, that usually comes with shame and guilt. And that comes with, I got to prove myself. And that comes with, I'm always kind of carrying that around in a way that can't feel um, like a tug of war, like a battle all the time. And so it allows you to be able to break through. It allows you to embrace yourself. It allows you to pursue your passions Right, unauthentically mm-hmm. to focus on your goals, despite if they don't align with other people, it allows you to be really true to your own values. Um, it gives you so much more opportunities for fulfillment and moving into your own purpose when you can be more. When you can be more vulnerable.
0: But well, what advice would you give to women who are hesitant? to open up and be vulnerable in their relationships and personal lives?
1: Well, that's a big one because I think that just um, what that what, where that comes from for a lot of people, I just wanna normalize that if you struggle with vulnerable, being vulnerable, <laughs> um, if you struggle with vulnerability, then you're not alone. A lot of times, no. you know, just yeah. thinking about what your upbringing was, um, your community was, your emotional safety may not have been a priority. Um, you may not have been encouraged to share those um, those spaces. And so um, a lot of times it comes from a fear of judgment, right? Like, I don't want to go into these spaces where I have to open up and do all of this, um, <laughs> connecting with myself in ways that You know, I'm not really sure because I could get criticized. I could I could be labeled, you know, I think about even in professional settings, right? I could be seen as incapable, right? Like it starts to become all of these umbrella fears. Um, I could be misunderstood, right? Like maybe people won't even hear me. There's like these disparities all over the place when there's discrimination. And so um, the idea of opening up comes with a lot of fears, a lot of pushback, sometimes certain environments, cultures, families, all of that, like, do not reward you for that. They like actually make you feel more, um, you you might feel more criticized. And so I think the key in thinking about being vulnerable is not necessarily just diving into it blind, because that's what I said when you go into them spaces of dumping or, you know, just uh, oversharing. It's about finding safe spaces and um starting small and so a lot of times when my clients i'll talk about boundaries in this way of how people can access you like everybody shouldn't have access to you
0: yeah and
1: you gotta like actually have layers to how they access you so mm-hmm. for me i use this example like you have like your heart your heart is the most like you know vulnerable part of you where you get you could get hurt right this is where you can get hurt you can mm-hmm. feel emotional pain from somebody in their experiences and so i say you got to have a door right this door gonna have locks on it you have like a little a little window you can look out of sometime but uh, only <laughs> oh. people who can get through that door are mm-hmm. the people that uh, three things are the people that earned it are the people that qualify for it and are the people that deserve it and so while people may see you talk to you interact with you that access to you is different everybody should right. have access to you even though they can talk to you and see you your heart mm-hmm. should still be able to be protected and separated from every interaction and so when you go into the vulnerable spaces it's actually about finding that safe person a person you feel like yeah. you can you can trust you can't open up to and even if you're not sure you never did it before you don't have to start with the whole book of your life and um, all <laughs> your feelings so i would say start small right like mm-hmm. um share a little bit at a time, be, you know, be willing to just kind of see what it's like to open up about something about how you're feeling and see how they respond to you, right? And so um, just being able to embrace, you know, who you are, being able to overcome those challenges, being okay with taking risk because that's a big part of vulnerability. Yeah. You don't know what is going to happen. So it is a risk. But if you are doing it intentionally with, I am, you know, protecting myself in this process, um, and hopefully, you know, I'm okay, then um, not only will you be embraced and be able to feel a lot more free that you're, you could just, you know, talk openly and natural about your experiences, your feelings, your fears, all of those different things, but mm-hmm. you can start to feel comfortable moving and operating in that space you can start um, changing the reality of your your world around you because a lot of what we embrace is what we're told to embrace and vulnerability allows you to embrace what you wanna embrace and what is more natural to um, you.
0: Right. So how can women <laughs> find a balance between vulnerability and self-protection in today's world?
1: Um, I think it's kind of like a personal journey, right? To be able to do that. Probably a professional journey as well, but um, being able to connect with people um, is key. Right. And just allow yourself to have a deeper connection than normal. Allowing yourself to have a honest connection. It's not going to be with everybody. And that's not the point. But um, right. it also allows you to be more honest in all of your interactions. Once you can start to open up in those ways with those few people or that one person. And so um, building more meaningful relationships is, is going to open you up to that. Creating a sense of community is going to allow you to really, really tap into that space. Um, and again, just being able to just embrace who you, you are deeply on the inside. Like Everybody's journey is a little different, but instead of waiting for life to happen to you, this is an opportunity for you to say, I'm going to approach the journey and start moving forward so that i am setting my path i'm not just right. waiting for life to put me on another path
0: right right take charge because we do mm-hmm. have that power to do that yeah, yeah. so <laughs> in what ways would you say being vulnerable helped you become the phenomenal woman that you are today
1: <laughs> thank you um and thank because- you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I would say um, <clears throat> I drank that water I and mean, it made it worse. I would say that um, one thing that I realized that people gravitate toward is not wanting to be on the journey alone, completely. Right. So sometimes, sometimes we have our own goals and we do have to go on our own route and carry our own, you know, burdens and all of those kind of things. But what I mean by that is that when you go through stuff, it's a very uh, dark and lonely process. And when you feel like there's somebody else who can identify, who can relate, who's maybe walked that route already, um, it can be super empowering. And so for me, being able to um, share pieces of my story, being able to um, do my own work has allowed me to give back in so many ways. So Literally, all the work I do is literally giving back in the ways that I've done my own, my own healing. I've been able to um, help other people their healing, and so um, it's. And I don't think any two stories are exactly the same. And so, you know, just being able to have this reality that, you know, this happened. You you're you know you can get through it. This is what the I guess wounds are from that. This is how you are now aware of yourself. This is how you can manage that. And this is how you can support others who are in that same journey or who are in that same space of vulnerability, who's kind of needing that support, who's needing that help. And so I think vulnerability for me allows me to continue to use this as a source of of empowerment and of lifting for so many, so many other people.
0: Where do you see yourself in the next year? 2024 is just... It's fastly approaching. So where would you see yourself or where would you like to be in 2024 in your career and personally?
1: My career has, um, ironically, (laughs) to explain this, I don't know answer. I have to explain why that's an I don't know answer. So I got in this field maybe 12 years ago, but mentally I got in this field in 2018. My mom passed away. my mom passed away, I had just changed my major for probably the second or third time and I I finally figured out I want to help people Um, because she had MS and she had a complicated um, series of symptoms that affected both her physical health and her mental health and I was just so brand new to my family, so confusing to everybody around me and I I didn't, you know, I didn't want to just get stuck there and just be like, oh my gosh, this happened what? what else, you know, just deal with, just live with that pain. And so I wanted to, um, use that to be able to learn, to be able to help other people. And so, um, got in the field, well, actually shifted my, (laughs) my major and then, um, went to grad school to study psychology, um, Mm -hmm. started, you know, working in the field 2011 and two years ago, this month, two years ago, I started my business and, it was just out of, you know, I wanna I wanna do therapy my own way because I completely burned out of therapy in the um, community mental health field. I was just like, I, I don't know if I'll ever do therapy again if, it, if I have to do it like this. So I had went into research. I stayed in the field, but I went into research, consultation, coaching, all of that stuff. Loved it, right? Training, I loved all mm-hmm. the work I did. I loved therapy. I didn't like the way the industry had it set up for community mental health. And so that's how I burned out. But then um, I got, a calling because I would say that's what it was because um, mm-hmm. by then I had left the field for about a year. So I came back and started my own business and 2021, by the end of 2022, I had this, I'm going to um, set this goal for me and my my experiences with social media. My experiences with social media was that, I, you know, I just used it like most people just to like see what everybody was up to, just to kind of keep up with family and friends. However, I started saying that it was really negative sometimes and yeah. judgmental, especially like when you look at public celebrity stuff or yeah. you know, things that are not directly related to people you can interact with. And so I was mm-hmm. like, that doesn't feel good. I'm not going here and I just see people just dragging people that they don't even know. So I said, right. I want to infuse more positivity into my life. At the end of 2022, this, this is what I said. And um, by the beginning of 2023, I started my Facebook page that I is very low maintenance managed. I don't post on there much, so don't don't go there. but I started my, <laughs> my business Facebook page and I joined different kind of groups, like mm-hmm. groups that focused on positive, messaging, uplifting you know each other, um, all of these different things positive, which when you do that, it actually um, changes the algorithm of what you're seeing regularly and so Um, being able to just shift like the just you know normalcy of what I was seeing on social media to see a lot more positivity felt like a balance and I appreciated that and then um, somehow I got connected to a I went to something that gave me this vision of oh my gosh I want to do this I went to like a I do like a three-day event, something virtual. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. This was so, like, I just walked away feeling so, like, inspired, feeling so excited. And it was just, you know, business stuff, um, therapy stuff, you know, because that was kind of a lot of what I was focused on at the time and just doing my business. And um, and so I continued to uh, just absorb messages around, you know, that because I was like, obviously that, you know, that resonated with me for some reason. And I didn't I had no idea I was gonna even see this, I was gonna even feel this. And so um, after that, that's how I started with Instagram. So I've only been on Instagram for about uh, I joined I want to say April
0: 2023. Really? You wouldn't know it because you seem to be a pro.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I this this little experience is through the experience happened in March. And then I said, Okay, I'm gonna join Instagram because I never had interest in social media, business stuff. Um, I thought it was just a lot and all of this. But I was like, well, in order for me to do what I want to do, I want to be able to make more connections. I want to be able to be more visible, all of the stuff that, you know, I guess people think about when they uh, go public in that way. So I said, I want to do that. Instagram was like a light. (laughs) It was like a beaming light of sunshine, of joy, of all the things positive. It was like all, it was just like a, a mountain of just positivity. So coming out of 2021, starting to join the groups and and then um, moving into Instagram and seeing this whole new world. And, um, and then I started my podcast and started building um, a program that allowed me to do work in a different kind of way. Because I said, therapy is not the only way I can help people. Right. And so um, just continue to move in that space, continue to learn, continue to be inspired. And um, and where I landed this year, I couldn't have told you I would have been at right now because I didn't even have that vision last year. I just wow. knew I wanted more positivity in my life and somehow it it worked itself over into all areas of my life. So that was a personal goal, but it ended up also being a very huge benefit to my business. And um, I would say. <laughs> I'm excited to see what continues to um, show up in my path over the next year. Um, just setting goals yeah. that are about just continue to be positive, continue to learn, continue to to grow and then welcoming that energy. That's something else I want to say about vulnerability that when you, when you tap into that side of yourself that you're honest with, that you are able to say, cause that was a vulnerable thing that I just kind of said about yeah, social media felt negative at times i was going there i see stuff like, i want to comment but i don't know these people and i don't want to comment and then you know it could turn into like a little argument i don't you know i don't want that i don't want to be that person yeah. and mm-hmm. so um that was you know my vulnerable moment was that i wanted to i wanted to do something different i didn't know how to get it i just was like i just know that this isn't this isn't it right like i don't want this to be my forever and once you like tap once you like operate in that space you say that out loud you start moving in that space you are honest to yourself in that way the energy right (laughs) the gravitational and universal energies they just they just pull towards you and i don't know how to explain it any other way i think that sounds sometimes very um I don't know, like magical or something, or um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whimsical, but really Mm -hmm. that's what it is. Like when you can stand in what you believe in and be in that space, everything starts to pull in that direction and it starts Mm -hmm. to move you in the directions that you ultimately want to be in, right? And so vulnerability really does unlock you to being able to be authentic with yourself, to being able to be aligned with um, who you want to be and who you Mm -hmm. believe you're meant to be.
0: Wow, you know, I I, I know we connected. God has a way. When you mentioned your mother and that she had MS, my mom had a form of MS called DEBICS. Yeah, know, because wow. That is something that I really want to kind of put effort into with maybe doing some more research or maybe doing an event to give back to research for MS and Devix. Yeah. So, I know, I'm for it. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So please share with everyone where they can find you, get in touch with you, your podcast, your event that you're having.
1: Uh-huh. Um, so my, uh, my most active social media, I'll share that one with you is, um, Bianca Williams LPC or at Bianca Williams LPC on Instagram. Um, that's also going to be my website, which has so much more information about me and all of the different kind of work I do. That website is Um, There you're gonna be able to access, again, just a little bit more about me, what has motivated me in different ways. My therapy practice, um, the programs that I am running that focus on your own healing journey, your own individual um connectedness to yourself your own individual like health goals all of these different things that allow you to reach different heights in your own life you'll get to see more about that you'll get to access my um my podcast which is called the bianca williams podcast there's a theme here all you got to do Great is podcast, love bianca williams, <laughs> the therapist <laughs> and then you can find most of my stuff mm-hmm. um in the podcast is um accessible from my website but it's also on uh, spotify apple and google podcast um i am actually looking forward to doing another season in uh, early next year so stay tuned catch up on the old episodes all of that yeah. stuff is free i also have some free little giveaways on my website so always just feel free to go and download those and access those and i am going to be hosting a end of year brunch in nashville um, that is something that I'm sharing on social media, so you can see it on my um, Instagram page. You can also see it on my Facebook page, but <laughs> Instagram is where you want to be for me um, because I it's know. just a lot more active. And uh, I'm inviting people to it. It's an intimate brunch. Um, it'll be maybe between 20 and 30 people will be there. Um, but end of year, being able to reflect, move through All of the great things that's happened this year some of the things we've been able to learn and grow from some of the things we may want to leave in this year as we um, get ready for next year and i'm not a huge you know bullet you know bullet list um bullet point list person about like oh i'm gonna do this do this do this do this i'm more about um opening up yourself and what you stand for and welcoming the energy that follows that And so for me, it ends up working out that way because when I know, I know, and I feel it, I just move in it. Yeah. For some people, they know in a different way. So I'm not saying your way has to be my way. And just saying Uh that is an opportunity to really have that shared experience with me and
0: with other people who are in that space. Mm -hmm. And what are the dates for the end of your brunch?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, (laughs) It is December 9th, uh, Saturday. So a little over a month from now and one o'clock
0: at one o'clock i'm gonna try and make it so i'm gonna register yeah i'm gonna yeah because i want to meet you
1: (laughs) oh my gosh i would be so happy to meet you i was actually listening to your podcast i was like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i love the topics i didn't know you had been doing it for so long so yeah when when we were setting up for this one i'm gonna listen Mm -hmm. to some of the previous ones and i was like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh she is on it so i'll I'll definitely be excited to meet you
0: me too so i'm looking forward to the next season of your podcast so everybody be sure to check that out it is phenomenal and bianca i just want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to spend with me here on the podcast and i look forward to having you on again and also meeting you very soon and getting together to maybe do some things together who knows
1: absolutely we got some work to do because People got to know about this MS. It's you know, it's yeah, affected it's, it's so unknown. many lives, families. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. It's um, and it's almost it's like unknown. it
1: comes out of nowhere. So
0: out of um, nowhere, out of yeah. nowhere, and then it's just seeing your family member in that situation, knowing you can't really do anything. But yeah, we yeah. have a lot of work to do. There's a lot that needs to be learned or 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 figured out about this disease Mm -hmm. so yeah but I thank you again and I'll see you on Instagram girl
1: yes 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 (laughs) and invite me as many times as you want I am totally (laughs) I love to be able to do speaking and sharing and collaborating with people so definitely thank you
0: Thank you for tuning in to Her Life Unfolds. I'm your host, Glennis Clarice. Until next time, stay inspired and empowered. Her Life Unfolds is a Miss Beemore production.